Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, uh, Spears, uh, I think you might need another candle in there. Oh, Sean, Red Bull and Funyuns are going to be the death of you. Dude, and while you're at it, why don't you hire a Mary maid to clean that room? It's disgusting. Oh, shut up. I, I resent the fact that we're still here on July 4th coming up with this crappy top 10 Phil Collins list. Dude, this is a very important list to me. It's very important. And there's no way I'm letting you put something happen on the way to heaven at number four. But it's magical. Dude, if anything, this song should be number four. <laughs> I hate that song. What are you talking about? Hey, would you please keep your voice down? I got a guest in the other room. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you had a guest. Coming to bed soon, Steven? Yeah, yeah, I'll be right there, Ioni. Ioni Sky? Come on, no way! How does this happen? Once she figured out I was a big Say Anything fan, the rest came easy. Just do the scene with me one more time, Steven. One more time, just for me. Okay, you go first. I love you. What? I love you. How many more times do I have to say it? One more time would be nice. I love you. Please. I love you. I'm serious. I'm going to puke. I'm serious. I'm going to puke. I got to get out of here. Save me, Phil Collins. Save me. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. I'm your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And when it comes to easy loving, there's nobody I'd rather have with me than my partner in crime, Sean Daly. I think I'm going to take that as a compliment. It is. You are an easy lover. Thank you. You know, uh, we had a little fun there at the opening, but this was a very contentious list, wasn't it? Very. The top 10 Phil Collins songs of the 80s. You and I went back and forth on a lot of this stuff. A lot of them. Some of these songs I'd, I'd never heard of until we put together this list. Uh, the four albums, of course, are Face Value, Hello, I Must Be Going, No Jacket Required, and But Seriously. Exactly. Phil I'd Collins, like- ultimate solo artist of the 80s or not? Good lord, nah, it's Michael Jackson is the ultimate solo artist ah, in the that's 80s. that's a good one. But, um, but no, and what we learned about uh, Phil Collins, what we learned, and what you kind of appreciated even more, is that Phil Collins is a little depressing, isn't he, Spearsy? He's very depressing. You know, it's, it's funny, because when you think of Phil Collins, you think of uh, those goofball songs like Susudio and uh, You Can't Hurry Love, and, and all these little poppy peppy songs. Did those stuff. songs make our top ten? You'll have to stay tuned. But uh, when you start reading the stories behind some of these songs, this was a one angry, depressed, resentful. He's uh, had some bad relationships guy. in his yeah, life. Yeah, he's mo- bad relationships more than me. More than me, I would say. And it's funny because our two lists. We what we did is we I compiled a top ten Phil Collins uh, uh, songs. You compiled a top ten, and whose was more depressing? Yours. Yes. Who'd have thunk it? So, ladies, maybe I'm mysterious too. Mm-mm-mm. 
What a little asshole. The only thing mysterious about you is uh, that when you listen to the the uh, album No Jacket Required, you have no pants required. <laughs> that was really funny. I don't know where that came from. You're kind of funny too, Spearsy. That's good. Thank you. But anyway, uh, so our, our, our list, our ultimate list, you and I do not agree... On all this stuff, but we agreed to disagree on some of them. Right. Uh, the I'd say the number one is not what you think it's going to be, and there is a lot of depressing stuff on here too. Very depressing. Like. In fact, when when I played the list through the first time, you know, ten to one. I mean, I, I wanted to off myself afterwards, <laughs> and that That's wasn't. Great. Uh, and that wasn't that after was... I saw how uh, you'd left the bathroom that night. Yeah, ha ha. I really did stink up your bathroom uh, at one time. It's a very tiny bathroom, folks. And but uh, your candles in Bailey. the bathroom. Right next to the discount-sized mouthwash. But the thing I love about the candle is it has like 18 wicks in it. I've never seen a candle like that before. It's very efficient. Thank you. Anyway, enough. Enough about this. Let's get back to (laughs) Phil Collins. Really, we fought. We scrapped. We scraped. But we kind of agree on number 10. You've already heard it. Here it is. Number 10. Yes, that's of course "Easy Lover" by Phil Collins and Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, that song was not on a Phil Collins album, although I think you can now get it on one of his later greatest hits. Probably, but it was on Philip Bailey's album, which I heard, and it was terrible. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Back when I was in high school, we used to have lip sync competitions. You know, and I've mentioned it before here. And the first year we ever did it, these two guys came out and did "Easy Lover." <laughs> together yeah and they tried to recreate the video you know like in the video where they kind of like they both trot out into the studio from different sides and shake hands and kind of look all happy yeah right they, they tried to do that the whole nine yards it was just creepy it i was bet it very was very creepy i bet it was by the way i want to put something out to our listeners um I, I just did a story on home recording studios there's a ton of them in tampa bay and some of these people have invited steve and i to come into one of these local home studios and record a duet do you no. want to, is that yeah, that's true? true. Remember, I want to do "Don't Fight It." Yeah, Steve Perry and Kenny Loggins. We could also do "Easy Lover," but I'd like to hear from our listeners what song they think yeah. we should duet on. Should we, say, say, say. <laughs> I'd love that. Ebony and Ivory. And obviously, I get to have the higher pitched. Obviously, I'd be Steve Perry. I'd be Michael Jackson. Uh, I'd probably be Philip Bailey. <laughs> anyway, let's get back. So uh. I love the "Easy Lover." I still like it. I like it more than Steve does. And it's one of the few peppy, upbeat songs. Ready for our next one? Yes. Here we go. Number nine. I want to say that I Missed Again has... By far, the creepiest music video ever from Phil Collins. <laughs> you put it up on your blog the I other did. day. I did. Was, I was frightened when they do close-ups of Phil Collins playing the drums because... Uh, I hate to work blue. You know I don't like to work I blue. I know. But can I, you tr- really see Phil's ball bag on this video? <laughs> Is it true? You, you, can see every, you can see the Frank and the Beans. <laughs> 
I like this. I mean, Phil obviously uh, messes around with those uh, kind of the the horns. It's the horn section. He's always got great beats, you know, because he's obviously a drummer. I like this song. It doesn't feel like. In fact, I didn't know that it was a Phil Collins solo song. I thought it was a Genesis song. It sounds like it, it does. It, it sounds like it should be on the Abacab album. Yeah, but it's a nice song. It was um, originally called "I Miss You, Babe," is what it was originally supposed to be titled. It was about his uh, anger and frustration about his first wife leaving him. God damn. He has so many. I mean, the next eight songs are all about the same yeah. thing. We just, just ditto for the rest. This uh, <laughs> yeah. peaked at number 19 on the uh, charts in 1981, the May of He's also very egocentric, Phil Collins. Uh, his, all his albums have his giant uh, elfin mug on them. Right? Yeah, but all all of uh, solo uh, albums mother- of the eighties had like that. I mean, I mean, you look at all the Michael Jackson albums, and it's just all Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael. But not like Phil. I'm holding up right now my very own vinyl copy of Phil's No Jacket Required, my favorite of his solo albums. And look at that. That's a lot of Phil Collins' face on there, put and it next, it's sweaty. Put, wait a minute. Put it next to your head. Who's his big? <laughs> I swear to God, it's like a tie. <laughs> it is. I see it, and they're equally sweaty, which yeah, is really very bizarre. Scary. But anyway, a lot of his songs also start with the the uh, I, I. Yeah, I'm going to get to a few of those. But uh, the other thing about it, I missed again, I want to fire off in the late '80s. I don't know if you remember this. You probably weren't much of an NBA fan. I don't, I don't, I don't see you as an NBA fan. Why would you say such a thing? I see you more as a lacrosse kind of guy. <laughs> Shut up! You do not. You know I'm all American, baby. I'm a populist. Football, baseball, basketball. I take you on an, a sports trivia challenge any day of the week. <laughs> Dream on. Anyway, right, on. in the late 80s, this was actually one of the uh, promotional songs played by the NBA. For I missed again? <laughs> oh, what? And they'd have yeah, like, what? doink, like yeah, Daryl Dawkins, yeah, exactly. uh, Chocolate Thunder, exactly. yeah. shattering backboards and stuff. Exactly. See, Chocolate Thunder. I just dropped that on your ass, Stop. didn't I? That wasn't even the 80s. Let it go. Really? You ready for the next one? Yes. Here we go. Number eight. <laughs> We're getting dark now. Long, long way to go from 1985's No Jacket Required. Um, this is really, really bleak. It sounds beautiful. That whole album is just sonically really, really pleasing. Uh, my favorite part of Long, Long Way to Go, which if you read the words, it's pretty political. It's about, I think, apathy, middle-class apathy, as, uh, as people are dying and drowning in gutters and such. Uh, but uh, the end of the song has the song has Sting on it, backing vocals. Sting did a couple uh, backing tracks, I think, on No, uh, no Jacket Required. But they trade off vocals at the end of that song. I thought that was him when I was listening to it. Turn it off, if, turn it off if you no. want. Maybe we, we, you and I can do that, uh, our political statement, when we go to the home recording I studio. Know. I want something more fun. I want something peppy. Um, but you know what's funny? If you, you Were you a bunch of a fan of Miami Vice back in the 80s? Not like you and our, our buddy Chase Squires. Uh, Chase, Chase Squires, I guarantee you, knows the episode number on which this song appears. Episode number 44, Sons and Lovers, where... Uh, Angelina Calderon comes back to warn Tubbs that a price has been put on his head. 
And another song in this episode that you might remember, Roger Daltrey's After the Fire. And two of the guest stars, John Leguizamo and Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca. I just squeezed in more 80s. In a banana uh, hammock? Yeah, I don't think so. So Miami Spice. Well, you mean Miami Spice? <laughs> Man. Uh, uh, my, sorry, my mind's on, uh, in the gutter, as always. Uh, so Miami Vice loved Phil Collins. Yes. Yeah. Didn't they have a ton of his stuff on? Well, his song uh, in the air tonight, wasn't that on the very first episode, the debut was it? episode? I think when so. When someone gets shot on a beach or something like that? Yeah. What's when Sonny's cruising uh, Sonny's in the fake uh, Ferrari through the streets of oh, uh, Miami towards the end of it? Lord. It's a great... I love it now. I hated it then. I, don't, I can't explain it. The thing it. about uh, Phil Collins is there's that, that weird metallic, lonely quality in his voice. You know, hip-hop guys love Phil Collins. Did you know that? They love Ludacris, to sample them. They love Ludacris, them. Eminem. They love them because, uh, like I said, the drums, the beats, the rhythms, always great. Exaggerated, obviously very cinematic. But there's something about Phil's voice. And, you know, people give him a lot of guff. After the 80s, Phil didn't fare that great. Do, would you agree with that? Yeah. He kind of well, became a self-parody. But seriously, I think it was really the last decent album of his. After that, he just started cranking out... Uh, oh, he did all that Buster crap. He did the Buster stuff. He was cranking out the... Uh, the live albums, and all of a sudden the catalogs of the greatest hits started coming, and everyone was just like, you know, Genesis was kind of done. And but so. he was pretty, he was pretty cool. He had a lot of cool points back then. He did it, Live Aid. He did pull the whole oh, yeah. Concord thing. Remember? Yeah, he, he played was... London, and then he flew over and played Philadelphia. Yes. Weird. Anyway. Anyway, no hesitation. Time for the next song. Here we go. Number seven. Finally, a peppy song by Mr. Phil Collins. It is peppy, but it's got a little ominous uh, vibe to it. In uh, 1996, in an interview with GQ magazine, Collins said that these lyrics refer to a patient in a mental institution. Really? I don't get I that at all. I did not know that. I did not. I didn't want to know that. Again, Sting, as well as Peter Gabriel, do the backing vocals on this. Isn't that amazing that he gets, I mean, he still kind of buddies and still kind of works with Peter Gabriel? Yeah. Even after... Uh, Gabriel left the band. I hope that happens with us, too, Steve. <laughs> after, you get, after you make it big. Shut up. Like, you'll be my sidekick. You'll be like, you'll be like doing the... Uh, you're going to be working top me, 10. Bitch. You're going to be doing the, the New, Year, New Year's Eve countdown in, in <laughs> Times Square. It's just going to be Sean Daly there. He's like, look, there's my buddy Steve out there. And I'll be holding up a little sign saying, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, yeah, I'm Surrounded by your hair on my beautiful babes. As long as you keep your hands to yourself. Get us home by 12. Yeah. A quarter till 12. You know I have to really? be home at a quarter till 12. Oh, you guys fight later. We have a party to go to, right? Let me tell you a quick story. Real, real quick story. <clears throat> I, have, of course, went to Syracuse University, the great university in central New York. And every time, all right, not every time, but Can I swear. Can we really call it great? <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay. They beat Florida's ass once or twice. <laughs> go on. Uh, anyway, every time... Uh, I'd go back to Syracuse, drive back, maybe like five or six times. Take Me Home would play like in the same location when I was like, I could see the carrier dome of, of Syracuse as I was driving up Interstate 81. It would come on the radio. Creepy or not creepy? Uh, given that it's central New York, 
Uh, not Come creepy. on, the same exact place it comes on the radio? Yeah, a little creepy. I mean, when you're in your car, in your car, something. in your car, just Syracuse is my own mental institution. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that explains. So anyway, I love much. that song. Again, No Jacket Required, the whole damn thing sounds great. This uh, song peaked at number seven. It didn't do as well in the UK. It only got up to number nineteen. I wonder if Phil. Now I've more... been a prisoner all my life, Spearsy. Nice. Do, do you wonder is Phil Collins more popular here than he is back home? I mean. As a solo artist, he probably did better here, didn't he? It's a great question. I, That's I mean, a great, great question. I don't know. I, I'd like to say that he's it probably was one of a lot of English artists who probably did better here than at home. And I, you know, go figure on why that is. You ready for number six? Yes. Number six. You have no. Steve, hey, look at me for a second. Are yeah. you all right? Are you crying in there? I'm not crying, man. Hey, let's do separate lives as a duet. Oh, you have to play the girl, though. Marilyn Martin. The great Marilyn Martin. I love this Let's song. try to get her on the phone for an interview. She's probably really hard to get, Marilyn Martin. Very busy schedule. I imagine she doesn't have a lot of time for scrubs like us. I love this song. 1985 uh, went to number one on the charts from the motion picture White Nights, and it's probably... When I, when I talk about my favorite depressing songs of the 80s, I think this was like in my top three. It's great. Written by Stephen Bishop. That's right. Yeah. On and on, Spearsy. Yeah, yeah. Did it uh, win for... It was nominated for uh, Oscar for Best Original Song. It did not win. Which song did win that year? I'll give you a hint. It's a song from the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I do not know. Say you, say oh, me. Oh come on, really? Yeah, Lionel, Lionel Richie. Richie. Yeah, can you believe that? I don't that? think that's on this actual soundtrack. I own the vinyl soundtrack, but I think that "Say You Say Me" is not on the soundtrack, but it is in the movie. You know, it's on the closing credits. That's the only time you hear it. If you and I recreated, actually remade White Nights, who would be Gregory Hines? Oh, good question. See, I'm more, much more brooding, so I'm thinking I'm. Uh, who would be? You'd be Michael Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as as you'd be Steve tap Spears dancer. as the Gov. What do you mean? We are landing in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dance moves. How's um, it to you sprain an ankle? Don't do it. Raymond. 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 You like that? I love that I interviewed movie. Taylor Hackford, who directed that movie. Did you? you I think that's where that? he met his wife, right? Maybe. What do I know? What am I, like an 80s expert or something? I'm just a host of a show. Let it go. You're a beautiful man. Uh, I what love the this song. What the hell is his wife's name? Let, it, let I can't. it go, dude. Helen. Let it go. Damn it. Is it Helen? Shit. I'm totally. My mind. Stop it. To... Stop it. Just l- let the magic. Anna. Stop it. Let the magic uh. of the music sweep you. Uh. Okay. Stop it. Ready for the next one? Yes. <laughs> let the pain continue. Here we go. Number five.
Ah, yes. We said hello, goodbye. Off no jacket required. However, look at my vinyl copy. Do you see that song on here? Uh, the glare off your forehead is making it very <laughs> difficult to read. No, you do not, because We Said Hello Goodbye was only available on the CD, but also on iTunes. Did you even have a CD player back then, at this point, in the 80s? Late 80s? Late 80s. 88, 89, I got mine. I don't think I got one until 90. I think I've talked to you. My very first CD ever, you know what it was? I don't want to know. Journey's Greatest Hits. Nice. And Neil Young's Live Rust and Bob Dylan's Biograph. What was your first CD ever? Peter Gabriel's So and The Best of the Rolling Stones. I think I might have known that about you. Anyway, we said hello, goodbye. You're a convert now, right? You 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 had never heard the song until I, I heard it, but I didn't recognize the title. And uh, I looked it up on YouTube. It's got it's kind of kind of an interesting video where all they do is get on and off the tour plane for the whole four minutes of the song, which gets kind of tedious after about thirty seconds. But it's a fun song. It sure sounds like he's talking about a divorce again. <laughs> How many times has he been married and divorced? More than me? 17 times. 17. So one less than you. Yeah, nice. Um, but anyway, We Said Hello Goodbye has become very popular with Phil fans. It's a beautiful song. And uh, give, it, give it a listen. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. I love it. Give you me those do. three M's. You uh, know, when, when I go to uh, Vegas, uh, yeah. I'm getting a tattoo that says that. <laughs> I can tramp stamp. And then I'm going to put the list of all this week's winners on there. So, Anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. Lawrence. Lawrence of Arabia. He's an English guy. He came to fight the Turkish. Oh, God, I love this movie. And I keep forgetting that it's an 80s movie because it's, of course, not set in the 80s. I give you the brilliant Hollywood Nights. Oh, I love Hollywood Nights. Yeah. What's uh, Robert Wool's character in it? It's the big, uh, yeah. big ragu, but not yeah, the big but he's ragu. got the he plays the one-handed, the one-armed violinist. <laughs> he, uh, God, what else? I mean, there's it's such a great movie. It is a great. I movie. I need to get it on DVD. Tony Danza's in that movie. Yeah, that's kind of a crappy character on his part. Anyway, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, we had lots of winners, including the uh, infamous Brendan Shoop. No way. Of Arizona. Shoop Yeah, Arizona. And Shoopy says that he might be coming with us now to Vegas. Really? He emailed me over the weekend and said, uh, give me the dates. And he didn't know about Morris Day on Friday night, but he's, he's, uh, I think he's on board. What's the head count at now? Um, 359. God, you guys are going to have one uh, big effing or Closer to 10. There's still plenty of room, plenty of time. If you're, you're interested, not going to know where your wang stops and Mike and Austin's begins. Stop it. The uh, still still room, still plenty of time to plan. If you want to hang around with us, email me at stuckinthesetampa.com. I'll let you know. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. How does that feel? A little snug. Good. Oh, Mr. Shondale. I do not know. Damn right you don't know. Anyway, if you do know, email me at stuckinthesetampabay.com, and I'll let you know if you're a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune. Hey, it's the weekly segment where I play a snippet of a song from the 80s, and if you can name it. Once again, uh, Funyuns can be yours. I think don't I have... Even, don't even... If you say, I'm not I saying will it. smash I'm your not face. I'm say Muncho. Shut up! Muncho, you know, I've got a lot of email from people who feel my Muncho pain. They're a poor man's Pringle, I've heard. But uh, we're not giving away Pringles. Anyway, I do have some, uh, some Funyun bags left. I think I have... Um, I might give away a copy of some CDs. I have a Journey CD to give away, but maybe not this week. Maybe I'll wait till closer to the Journey show. 
Anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery song. That, of course, the brilliant Naked Eyes with In the Name of Love. Are they playing your regeneration tour? Yes. They'll be uh, in Vegas on August 2nd, and they'll be here in Clearwater on uh, August 30th. You'll be there for that show, right? I will indeed. Will you be out of the doghouse by then? Uh, we'll see about it. In and out. Why don't you, you want me to just put a cot in over at my house? <laughs> oh, can, my God. That would be the worst idea yeah, in the history no of kidding. ideas. No kidding. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's Name That 80s Tune mystery clip. Very clever, I think. I'm thinking our, our Funyuns are safe. That's good because I ate all of them. Nice. That explains the crumbs at my desk. If you know the answer, email me at stuckinedies at tempe.com because Sean Daly wants to call you a wiener. Hi, Steve and Sean. This is Marissa. I know this week's podcast is all about Phil Collins, but something more important is going on, and that would be Steve Spears' birthday. Happy birthday, Steve Spears. Happy birthday. I wish I could be there to blow your party horn. Happy birthday, super stuck in the 80s, creator and host. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Happy birthday, Steve. I'm really glad you were born, because without you, I wouldn't be stuck in the 80s. your birthday today yeah oh dude i'm the worst friend ever worst friend ever would you like to tell the people how old you are stephen q 41 are you 41 41 you look good for 41 you're a young looking guy uh we'll see i'm not saying you're a healthy looking guy (laughs) and yet you don't look like 41 you got me beat by three years my friend nice very nice hey thanks marissa we actually had a couple people who uh sent in fan greetings here is another one Hey guys, it's Carla from Nashville calling in to wish a man with one of the sexiest voices I've heard in a while a very happy birthday. Oh, be quiet, Sean. I have my iPod on an 80s mix in honor of your birthday today, and because, just like you, I am most happily stuck in the 80s. Happy birthday, Steve. Hope it's a good one. Dude, you are a love machine. I'm a love machine. They love you. The kids love you, Steven Spears. They love you indeed, and they should. You're a good man, and you treat your listeners right. I treat them with disdain and acrimony. Got any other words for you? I know know you're choking. (laughs) Speaking of choking, (laughs) we came up with this list. Each Sean and I both had songs, you know, that we said, "Hey, you know, I want this to be on the list." Didn't make it, and then we had songs that we agreed should never be played ever again on any sort of musical device, computer, iPod, stereo. So let's talk about the songs that we think should be jettisoned into outer space, never to be played again. Sean, what's your picks? I have two. 
I have, and I think they're both from the Buster soundtrack. Two Hearts, which is the biggest piece of crap. Two Hearts and Groovy Kind of Love. And I've probably been to about 16 weddings where the wedding song or the first dance song was Groovy Kind of Love. What do you think about that? Really? The first song? I mean, that yeah. was the, that's their song, so... Yeah, groovy kind of love. Yeesh. If you and the FF ever get married, which I know is... <laughs> I know that'd be a groovy kind of love in itself. What would be your song? If you had to pick a Phil Collins song for your to be your song for the first dance, oh what would it be? Uh, against All Odds. <laughs> Good choice. There you go. There nice you pick. Go. I have my own two songs. Yes. And by naming these, we're giving away the fact that these are not among the remaining picks for this uh, particular thing. They're not among the top four. You ready? Yes. Susudio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. I do not turn it off when I listen to uh, No Jacket Required, but I can see where you might not like that song. Uh, it's just annoying after you've heard it 100, 200 times, I think, more than anything. I think the first time I heard it, I was just kind of like, eh, that's sort of minorly irritating. And now it's grown into a full-fledged uh, festering infection. And it, it did really well for him, though, I believe. Uh, it's probably number one. I think it went number one. Yeah. yeah. You know, back then, you know, there was no counting for taste. Number two on my list of songs to jettison into outer space, Don't Lose My Number. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Except I kind of like the video. What's the video? With the fat guy, the fat, like, was it the fat film guy? And, like, oh, I don't see and, that. like, Phil's pitching, like, a thingy. Oh, man, it's movie. awful. You've never seen the video for Don't Lose My Number? Probably. And it probably, it's probably squarely up in my mind right next to, uh, <laughs> it's great. Lots of other. Yeah, I can see trivia. where you'd want to jettison that one, though. That's awful. Fun. Awful. What's worse is it's impossible to get out of your head afterwards. So, neither one of, the, none of those four songs are going to be in the top Billy, four list. Billy, don't you lose my number? Ready for the next one? Should the list continue? Are you going to jettison one more? No, that's it. I got my two. You had your two. By the way, uh, I should say that I've done a little research, and Phil had two American number one songs from No Jacket Required, Susudio and One More Night. Hmm. So there you go. Yes, let's continue with our top ten Phil Collins songs of the 1980s. Number four. Yes. No. I don't want to know. From No Jacket Required. Emphasis on no. Come on. It's a, Number four. It's a, we fought about this. I love this song. The only reason it's, it's like on a, the, It's like a sunburst illuminating my soul. <laughs> the only reason this song remains on the list, it was the only way I could get daily out of my house so I could go spend some time with Ione. <laughs> yeah, that's She's true. like, Steve, just give in. Just give him I don't want to know. We should say that I don't want to know. And there's still a lot of tension about the rest of this list, but I don't want to know knocked out one more night. It knocked out something happened on the way to heaven. No. It knocked out that crap song, I Wish It Would Rain Down, that you love. Uh, I love that song. 
Great video. By the way, I want to ask you, do you know why the album is called No Jacket Required? Yeah. Do you know the story? The We're going to tell two stories in the second Go ahead. Half. Fire away. Uh, the album is named after an incident at the Pump Room restaurant in Chicago, Illinois, when Collins was denied admittance because he did not meet the restaurant's dress code of jacket required for dinner. The maitre d' who refused service at the famed Table Number 1 was named George Montgomery, and he passed away in 1992. Restaurant management later sent Collins an apology letter and a complimentary sport coat. And I should add that I just read that entirely off the Wikipedia entry. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. They sent a sorry letter and a, and a free jacket. Well, damn straight. Damn straight. Yeah. No jacket Phil required. Collins. There you go. Um, I don't understand why you put this. I don't want to know. She said, because you got to listen to it, man. There's anguish in there. Uh, there's anguish that's even on the list. I mean, I look at number this four? album at number four, and you know uh, what could have been number four? Get, could, Phil, get over here for a second. Doesn't anybody stay together anymore? Inside Out is amazing. Who said I would? I actually like Only who said you I would. know and I know, Spearsy. You know what I've just figured out? The whole album's amazing. You're singing like Phil, you're singing Phil Collins as Jack Black would sing it. <laughs> What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, oh, oh. is she in a coma? We're going to get a lot of letters about I don't want to know at number four, but nope. I say it's a great song. Nope, we're not going to get a lot of letters about number four because number three. Oh, this is where we're going to get a lot of letters. It's going to piss you off. Here we go. Number three. Let's be honest. We both agreed on this, and we were going to knock it up even higher. Oh, in the air tonight from face value, of course. Um, why do you think we put it at number three and not number one? Uh, what kind of question is that? We just it's overplayed. It is overplayed. It is. I've heard it enough. Um, first single of his solo career, his best known hit, uh, released in 1981, climbing to number two on the singles chart. Of course, there was a famous urban legend about this song. Do tell. And I like to tell this urban legend story when I was a babysitter way back when for these two neighbors named Ricky and Randy. And I creep the shit out of Ricky and Randy by telling this story about uh, In the Air Tonight. And of course, the story, and there's a lot of variations of it. If you go to Snopes.com, they explain the whole genesis of it. But essentially, if you listen to the album, Phil talks about, you know, uh, a drowning man. And someone who did not lend a hand. And supposedly, you know, the, 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 the myth is that Phil uh, witnessed somebody drowning and then somebody not helping them. And so Phil wrote this song and then invited the guy who didn't help save the drowning man to the concert front row seats. Essentially, the murderer gets the front row seat. And then Phil performs this song. And the murderer's like, realizes he got caught. And all of a sudden, cops rush in from all sides. And they arrest the man right at the time that the drums kick in. Boom, 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 boom. I can. What do you think? So it's not true? It's not true. But all, for all Ricky and Randy know, it was true. And Ricky and Randy would be like crying. When are our parents coming home? Never Ricky and Randy. <laughs> 
<laughs> one demented sad song. Anyway, so um, the real story is, like every other song that we play today, as Phil Collins explained numerous times, uh, it deals with the bitterness and frustration over the end of his first marriage. <laughs> there you go. Did, did we not the have wife it? did not lend a hand, apparently. <laughs> he was drowning in, in remorse. I wonder if his wife... I wonder what his disconnectedness. Ex- Can you imagine what kind of shit his ex-wife has to deal with these days? I mean, you've basically tortured this musician so much so that he's basically written four albums talking about what an <laughs> yeah, evil person... miserable. Yeah, I mean, anyone who knows her is probably, probably just looks at her just like, damn. Do you believe that Phil Collins, when he says he's, he's going to retire, he's retired, do you believe him? How old is he now? Is he in his 60s, right? Yeah. He makes yeah. a boatload of cash from doing all these Disney sounds. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do any more work. They did. They just did the Genesis reunion tour, and they they toured around. They didn't come down south, so we didn't see him. I saw the Win in Rome concert DVD because Sean gave it to me, and so I, I watched it over the weekend. Kind of boring. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I was I was watching, going, well, how was the light show? The light show was great. Yeah, that's what but, they were known for. But the, but the performance itself, you know, I was like, you know, I'm glad I didn't spend a hundred dollars on it. So if he wants to stay, you know what I'd like to see, and I wrote about this on the blog. I'd like to see Peter Peter Gabriel come back and join Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks, and then have them do like a short engagement, like in broad on Broadway, and perform one of their classic albums, something like that. That would be cool. That would screw be cool. Phil Collins, miserable sob. But do you think Peter Gabriel? I mean, his like performance sense is so out there and so nutty. Do you think that the the other guys would go for that? Yeah, back back in the day, that's what Genesis was. And they can be that way again. So just Peter, for Gabriel. Peter Gabriel's mellowed out a little bit. I mean, he's still on my list of people I want to see in concert. I'd like to see him too. Maybe we can see that show together. <laughs> uh, you know, the other rumor, the other urban legend is that uh, Phil Collins got all pissed off and retired because uh, he had sold the rights to this song to uh, the candy maker Cadbury Schweppes. And they used it in a com- commercial in 2007 with a gorilla playing the drum sequence. And and rumor has it he didn't know about that ahead of time. He saw it, he felt humiliated, and thus he's you know took his drumsticks and went home. I like that commercial. I like that commercial too, but so be it. Anytime somebody in an animal suit is doing uh, something human, I kind of watch. I stick around to watch. You ready for the next song? I love these next two. These here next we go. Two, all right, the, the people top are wondering. Two. People are wondering. Wonder no more. Here's the next one. Number two. Hey, it's your theme song for I, you and the FF. I, I totally want to make out with you right now. Really? I love this song. I had the tape of the Against All Odds soundtrack, and I would go, I'd erase it, take a look at me, ee-ee! and I'd just listen to it over and over again, like Glenn Close turning the light on and off in Fatal Attraction. And whatever girl I had a crush on now, all of a sudden I, I'd just switch Against All Odds to her. And the irony is that someday I'll switch it right to the FF as we approach the altar. Nice. Actually, this song was originally titled How Can You Just Sit There? The Sean Daly Story. <laughs> and was initially supposed to be for the album Face Value, but it wasn't. I think they kind of felt like it was depressing enough already. <laughs> Cut it loose. Did you like the movie Against All Odds, by the way? 
No, and you know, I interviewed Taylor Hackford. I talked about that earlier, and we talked about this. And I kind of got around saying I, I didn't really wasn't crazy about the movie by saying I was crazy about the soundtrack because um, uh, uh, "Walk Through the Fire," Peter Gabriel, that yeah, song's on there. It's yeah. actually a great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Good, but uh, would you cast. like the movie? No. Rachel Ward's kind of hot. Yeah, she is. But I mean, uh, the plot's kind of stupid. The acting's pretty sub- pretty subpar. Jimmy Woods is in that. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. They're it's great. great and they're great cast, but it just I don't know what just didn't. Didn't quite do it for me. Jeff Bridges looks kind of hot in that movie. You, you you good with saying that? You want me to keep that in the show? Yeah. I mean, if the three of you, know, you like Rachel, Jeff, and I it's were beard, all just right? kind of drinking late at night, and one thing led to another, I might stick around. <laughs> oh, God. This is sick. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? The I- number one Bill Collins song of the 1980s. Number one. The Steve Spears theme song. Believe it or not, you might not believe this, but the lyrics are directed at the anger that Collins had over his first marriage. God. Uh, the break in that song is so goddamn good. When it kind of, well, I don't care. I mean, that little relief. Oh, I love it. I love that song. Performed by only two people. Phil Collins plays the majority of the instruments. He plays the keyboards, the drums, he does the vocals, and he does the bass pedals. Um, only one other guy, uh, Daryl Sturmer, Sturmer yeah. steps in and plays guitars. When you see the video of this song, you see the whole band playing it. They're just miming Phil's uh, performance. Really? Yep. Daryl Sturmer is a great guitarist. He, he did all Phil's work. Uh, featured in the uh, Miami Vice series, yet again, No Exit. And um, Do we both agree? I think we both agree this yeah. is number one. Yeah. We started almost there. I know people are going to be mad, but... So. Oh, we doinked a lot. I mean, there's a lot of great songs. Uh, this Must Be Love, uh, but um, there's a lot of good songs. Yeah. He's a good artist. I like I like our choices. I don't like the fact that they're all so angry and I but bitter. I almost do cuz I'm bitter. I mean the great twist in our relationship is I'm a lot more bitter than you are. No, I'm you're bitter. Actually, no, you're a blossoming flower. You're insane. Everyone knows the shtick. I'm the dark morose guy. <laughs> oh, look look you're afraid you're going to lose some of your you're your, the, your you're, hair the ha- you're the happy girl. You're the leprechaun. Really I'm dark and mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is, the infamous top ten list. Of I the love Phil it. I'm happy songs. with our work. I'm happy with our work today. Is Phil going to be happy with our work? <laughs> I don't know about that. Are our listeners going to be happy with our work? Phil's first wife is definitely not going to be happy with no, our work. She's, she's welcome to email me. But what I want to do now is to not just celebrate this podcast. I want to celebrate the birth of Stephen Q. Spears right now. I want to take you out for a drink, my friend. Can it be an 80s drink? Can it be a kamikaze? I'll buy you five kamikaze shots. (laughs) Nice. Say goodnight, Steve. Hey, in the meantime, Sean Daly and I remain, along with Phil Collins and his much-hated wife, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.